Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Fearing, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane, your lactation consultant. I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And the Badass Breastfeeder isn't feeling good. She's kind of under the weather. I'm sick. (laughs) So we decided (laughs) that in celebration of Abby's cooties or whatever it is that she's got, that we're going to talk about being sick because I have had a bunch of people calling me too saying, I'm sick. What do I do? Can I still nurse? Can I take something? I mean, everybody, it feels like right now, this is just a time of year, at least where we are anyway. Maybe you guys are all somewhere sunny and beautiful where the flu isn't going around and the cold and everything else. If you're somewhere warm, we don't care. <laughs> don't talk about it. Don't tell us. <laughs> Seriously cold where I am right now. Andy, what's the temperature where you are? I know it's cold uh, with you too. Let me see. Yeah, we've had like a massive... It's been colder here lately than it's been in many years. Let me open my weather app. Yeah, us too. And this like screaming baby who's also kind of sick. Hmm. What is it right now? It is 17. Yeah, it's about... That's- it's pretty toasty compared to what it's been. It's been kind of sub-zero yeah. since Christmas. Here it's like 20, which is a little bit warmer. But then they've threatened us with like not getting past like minus 25 below by the weekend. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's like supposed to be negative 25 below. Like, yeah. really? I, I No, thank you. Yeah, and I have a cold. And it's like, I think it's just too, like, I don't have a ruddy nose. Because I think it's just too cold and dry. Like it won't come. It's just in, I'm just, it's all congested, giving me a headache and it won't come out because it's just, it's, it is also scared of how yeah. cold it is. <laughs> like, no, no, this is not, we can't. It's ridiculous. It's just stuck inside. So what do you do when you get a cold and you're breastfeeding? Like what happens? Yeah, or you're sick or you've got the flu or you've got uh, God knows yeah. what. I know people. Yeah. And like, should you breastfeed? Because aren't you going to get your kids sick too? And shouldn't you keep a distance? Shouldn't you put them in a bubble in the other room? I know you don't want to sneeze on them them and breathe on them. Oh my God. Because they'll never get anything. But yeah. So yeah, I guess here's the thing. Sneeze on them and breathe on them. Rub them up against you. And breastfeed them because they're going to get sick. And then if they're breastfeeding, they might get, it might be a little more mild. Because they have all your antibodies. And it's really kind of cool. So your body, obviously, I mean, we've talked a zillion times about how your body knows just what to do for this baby. So your body... Another instance. It is. And your body's making the antibodies right now while you're sick. So right now, while Abby's sick, her body is fighting this cold and passing those same fighting, you know, cold fighting properties onto Exley and Jack if she's nursing them. So Mm -hmm. that's what your body is meant to do. So more than likely, your child is not going to get sick because you're passing them these immunities right away. Well, and if they do get sick, which is totally normal, right? it can be a little less severe and last a little shorter. Right. So the things to kind of watch... And and breastfeeding feels good when you're sick. I'm not necessarily for the mom, but for the baby. Right. When, you know, when baby's sick, like that's going to just help them feel better. I know. It's just more comforting for them. So a couple of the things that can happen, and we'll talk about, I'm trying to decide if we should talk about the baby first or the mama first, but so if the baby is sick, we'll go that route, if the baby is sick, and that could even have more the baby sick and you're not, 
So, you know, I mean, that can happen too, especially if you have other kids in the house that are bringing home germs from preschool or from grade school or, you know, daycare or whatever. So maybe your baby's really congested and stuffy and that can make it hard for them to nurse. You know, they can't breathe. Oh, yeah, totally. So that might make it a little hard. They might be a little bit fussier with that. They might be, you know, do a few sucks and pull off because they're not breathing well. That's totally normal. That's okay. I had a mom today call me and say, well, should I just give bottles? Because I feel like it's kind of hard for the baby to nurse. Well, the first thing I would say is, you know, does it, is it bothering the baby? Does the baby seem fussy with it? Are they crying? Or is it just taking extra long? You know, and if they don't seem fussy and they seem like they're tolerating it okay, then I would say keep nursing them. You know, keep nursing them as long as much as they want. They might want to nurse a little bit less just because, you know, you know how when you don't feel good, maybe you don't have as much of an appetite. Yeah. But make sure the baby's hydrated. So if you if the diapers are still good, we're good. Just kind of follow their lead, do what they want to do. But if you notice a drop in the wet diapers, then I would say make sure you're getting some hydration into that baby for sure. And how can you do that? You might have to give a bottle. If like what nursing. if? They, oh yeah, right. yeah, of pumped milk. Bathe. Yeah. Um, but they usually do just fine. You know, they really usually do just fine. They kind of nurse because, like you said, the nursing helps them feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can try to clear the um, airways a bit. You can go like we are big on steams in mm-hmm. our house. We go into the bathroom, turn the shower on hot and then just sit in there for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, if your child has curly hair, it'll make their hair awesomely really curly. Uh, <laughs> and you can pretend in the middle of winter that you're on some beach somewhere Ooh. in a really hot place. But that'll help like loosen things up. And um, then, but we, uh, they might even not even have had this when your children were very small. But the nose, Frida. I was just going to say that we did not have it. And I do, I have a friend right now, a good friend who's an ENT who just had a baby. And Mm -hmm. they, he totally brought one of those home. (laughs) He's like, these things are great. Because it's, you know, and it might seem gross, like you're sucking the boogers right out of there, but they work really well. But you are sucking the boogers right out of there, which means they're going to be able to breathe better and they're going to be able to sleep better and they're going to be able to nurse better. And these are all things you want when everybody's sick because every, you know. Absolutely. Everybody Um, needs little extra naps. The other little magic trick, of course, is put a little breast milk in their nose. Yeah. Because that'll clear it up too. Yep. Yeah, that all, all that congestion. And remember, like those, their little nasal passages are pretty small. So it's easy and real, you know, they can get pretty swollen and congested very easily, much easily than we could. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing that happened with Exley. Like three times in a year, he got croup, Ugh. which is basically just a cold, but their airways become so swollen that they are actually struggling to breathe. It's so baby. scary. And yeah, oh, he's actually falling asleep on me right now. Uh, so yeah, he had to take, he had to go. We had to get, it got so bad that we actually had to do, you know, you can do like, they say these things like bring him outside if it's really cold and like try to get the swelling down. But he had to have steroids. Aww. And uh, yeah, but that's scary. All that, like all that stuff is really scary. Being, is. Kid, kids being sick is really scary. First of all, it is. It's very that's, scary. Like, no matter what they you know, I think it took like having a second child and having everybody get a little bit older for me to be like, okay, they have colds. Like, I like having a newborn. It's just panic. Even if you, even if it's 
a small cold, you're like, oh my God, oh my God. I know. What's happening? You just want them to feel better. And when they can't tell you what's wrong, yeah. you know, and it's like, you don't want to, you know, dope them up with medicine and, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. kind of well, that's, get them yeah, through it. It's hard to know when to give them medicine and when to like, let them write it out. And I've noticed that as I've gotten, as my kids have gotten older, that it's a total judgment call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, okay. in the, you know, especially in this day and age where everybody's on antibiotics for something. It's like, yeah. okay, so what do we, what's, you know, what's treatable, what's not treatable? That, that always confused me. You know, like yeah. some ear infections are like, uh, that's not bad enough to treat. And someone's like, okay, that one is, or some things right. are, oh, that's a viral thing or that's a bacterial thing. It's like, how do you know? Everything seems the same. <laughs> I bore so much about that just becoming a parent. It's crazy. But I grew yeah. up in one of those houses where it was like, unless you were on fire, you didn't go to the doctor. Like you just, oh yeah, you know, you dealt with it. And thankfully my kids are, you know, they're pretty healthy with the breastfeeding. I'm so, so, so grateful. But, and they're older now, but when they were little too, but it's like, just, I was always afraid. Oh my God, are they going to get something? Are they going to get sick? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, I grew in my house growing up, we got Robitussin. Yeah. We got Robitussin for everything. You could fall down and scrape your knee and get Robitussin. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a Chris Rock joke. I think I just stole that. It's totally a Chris Rock but it's joke. True. But it's yeah. totally true. Oh, yeah. My house was the exact same way. And the and the generic brand, Tussin. Tussin, yeah. I think that was the Chris Rock one, Tussin. Yeah, I think yep. he, had a whole st- <laughs> he had a whole Robitussin bit. Yeah. But now, so if you're the mom that's sick, mm-hmm. so we already de- determined that you continue breastfeeding. Even, yeah, so if you have a cold... If you have a stomach virus, like whatever it is that you have, just keep breastfeeding. Yeah, absolutely. Keep breastfeeding. But can you take You anything? don't have to worry about harming your child. Right. Like go, just go ahead and do what you're doing. And so, yeah, that's what people, the question is always like, well, what can I take? What can you take? Right. So that is a huge question. And a lot of times people will ask their doctor or their pharmacist sometimes, you know, because of course on the box of anything you look at, it says if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, don't take this. Right. Um, most everything really is okay. It really is. So the things that we need to consider are, okay, how old is the baby? You know, is the baby breastfeeding all the time? Um, how often do you need to take this and how long do you need to take it for? I mean, is it something or because sometimes people call me and they'll be like, I, you know, I've been trying to hold off, but my head is just killing me. It's so congested. I just need to take something like once and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Is it something like that? Or is it something that you're going to have to take for three or four days every three or four hours? You know, like there's mm-hmm. a huge difference there. And we you know what it is. Typically, if you are typically if you can take something that is less. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like less overwhelming. So the things like, you know, like the NyQuil where. It will cover 15 different symptoms. Obviously, that's going to have like way more medication in it than something that's just going to be like, you know, this is for your pain. So try to kind of like keep it lower, keep it at a lower dose. Treat, yeah, try to treat like the most bothersome symptoms. So if you have, like I, like when I got sick, the beginning of getting sick was just a wicked sore throat. And I knew I had a cold and the sore throat was so bad. I just steered clear of the cold medicines because I just don't, I don't like the way it makes me feel. There's a lot of, you know, you feel doped up. 
Um, and so I just took some ibuprofen to kill the pain of the sore throat and just dealt with the rest of it. Yeah, that's a really good point to just kind of like go with the, you know, the worst symptoms first. Um, the thing that I worry about, I don't really worry about like, oh my gosh, the baby is going to get, you know, some part of the Robitussin passing to them or whatever. Yeah, like that's right. the least of our concerns. My concern is more of like, is it going to affect supply somehow? Oh, yeah. You know, because a lot of things like Sudafed, that's made to dry you up. Like that oh. Sudafed, oh, yeah. dry, you so, know. that's a, Oh, I never thought about that. So like these, yeah, these medications that are, they're designed to go in and dry up all your mucus. They're going to dry up everything. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about that. Yeah. So things like Sudafed are, I always try to steer away from, um, you know, Benadryl, certain, like some people have chronic allergies and just do yeah. stuff all year long and there are certain ones that are fine and then there are certain ones that are not fine um so you really have to those are the things you have to be more cautious about i feel like it's not you know the actual okay the medication is going to be bad and if yeah. you had to take it's a nyquil it's not the end of the world really yeah right and yeah and then exactly like it's not the end of the world you could totally take nyquil yeah. i would say something like with nyquil again it's kind of like when you're talking about drinking like uh don't share a bed with your baby because it will knock you out. You won't, you know, it'll right. be difficult for you to wake up. You won't be as aware of things going on around you as you are when normally. Absolutely. So I would just be cautious of that too. Absolutely. And if, you know, and if you are sick to the point where, you know, and everybody handles it differently, but if you are sick and you're like, I need to get a good night's sleep, I feel awful, I feel miserable, I have a fever, you know, something like that, it's not going to kill your breastfeeding to need to take a break a little bit either no you know go ahead and take the nyquil just put your baby in a bassinet right pass out just it'll yeah go ahead it's fine and just go back to breastfeeding you know when you're feeling a little bit better mm -hmm. but don't you know it's not the end of anything right right all. it's perfectly okay now any kind of prescription medications for being sick like antibiotics or anything like that all of that is fine too yeah see that's the thing is like people because like, again people are going to their doctors saying what can i take what can i not take and the doctors are not trained in lactation so they don't know so they're always going to err on the side of caution and say like okay well you know don't maybe don't take that or that's not safe and it's really it's that's really not an accurate that's not the accurate information about the medication right and i I, I had a, in Jack's, I don't, like, when Jack, my first son was, like, two years old, I got this terrible, terrible ear infection, Ugh. and it was awful, and I went to this ENT, and I said, he said, so, um, I don't remember how it happened, but I said, I'm breastfeeding, and I, I want to make sure that, you know, if whatever, what I take is safe, and he said, he said, okay, well, I'll just give you, like, a mild antibiotic then, um, to put in your ear. And so I was like taking this, I took it for like three days. It did nothing. Basically it was like hydrocortisone drops. Oh, so my ear infection got really bad, really bad. And I was like beside myself. And, um, this lactation consultant who's also a medical doctor was a medical doctor first and went and became, uh, Lactation consultant, Doctor Jen. I don't know if you know Doctor. Oh Jen. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so I she she saw like I put a post on Facebook about how bad my ear. I had saw her the weekend before. She was like pulling on my ear, and she I said my ear kind of hurts, and she was pulling on it and looking at it, and she was like, I don't know, I don't think you have an ear infection. And then it progressed through the week. 
So then I went to this ENT and I have this mild, he's putting this hydrocortisone crap in my ear. My ear infection's getting worse. She sees on Facebook that I like posted about being in pain and she was like, she's like, what are you, you need to get the Cipro, Cipro Dex or whatever. I can't remember the name. It's like the really strong, you know, drops. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. He said it's too strong, that breast milk. And she was like, it's not going to get in your breast milk when you put it in your ear. Right. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah. Like I didn't, I never even thought to like look at it from like a common sense perspective Mm -hmm. because I was just so worried. I was just like, okay, I don't know. I don't want to do anything to hurt my baby. And the ENT who doesn't know anything was like, okay, well we'll, we'll just do something mild. So there's two people who don't know anything, you know, sitting around while my ear infection got worse. And so finally she was like, you stop it. Just put it in your ear, put the Cipro stuff in your ear. And I put it in my ear and like the next day it was gone. Ear infections in adults is horrific. It's ho- I know. And then I'm parenting. I mean, oh like, God. you can't. I couldn't. I, I would have just walked into traffic if it had gone any longer. Yeah. It's bad. It was so horrible. And you can't just, like, take ibuprofen and, like, all these painkillers. It doesn't work. No. And then you doped up on that. So. Oh. But you've got yeah. a really good point. So things that are, um, like, topical like that. Yeah. Those are fine. Unless like it's not going to get into your breast milk, right? It's fine, and like people will, will ask me about that too, like about steroid cream. I need to take the steroid cream for a rash yeah. or whatever. Is it okay? It's like, is it on the nipple? If it's not on the nipple, it's fine. Yeah, um, it's you know, all kinds of crazy stuff comes up. I've had you know poison ivy and you know just all sorts of things. If it's topical creams, acne medications, all of that stuff, it's fine. If it's topical, it's not getting There's into no your question. system. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it is. It's funny. It's a good example of like how irrational moms are. Right. It's just like it's like we just can't. We're so worried about our babies that we can't. Like I couldn't see this situation like logically <laughs> or from like a place of common sense. Like, oh yeah, how in the world would it get into my breast milk if I put it in my ear? <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> these systems are not connected. <laughs> I know. Like, said i was just so i was just i was just seeing it through you know worry and that's all it's crazy it's crazy it's like worth it to just do what you got to do so if you and if you get advice that you're not sure about if it's something like that if you go to your ent and he says i can't give you anything because you're breastfeeding i can't give you anything in your ear because you're breastfeeding don't hesitate to get a second opinion on that it's totally okay oh yeah yeah that's a actually a good idea. Yeah. Or anybody says There's, to you, don't take this while you're breastfeeding. Please yeah. ask somebody if you're not it's sure. Probably, yeah, and they have these great, like, just call lactation cell. They have that in, infant risk website. Mm-hmm. LactMed is really good. Yeah, LactMed. Yeah, the LactMed has an app on your phone. You can just download the app mm-hmm. and put in whatever it is. Um whatever it is that you're questioning and it'll it'll tell you whether it's safe or not and you, it's going to just say that it's fine oh yeah <laughs> there's very rare it's very rare that um a medication is not safe when you're breastfeeding right and you know the it is very rare i mean like it's not very often that i've had to tell somebody not to take something and if i did it was probably because it was a mixture of medications. Uh, uh-huh. Sometimes if it's like, a, there was one mom recently, well, last several months, um, who 
the baby was newborn, so she was still actually in the hospital. And of course, when they're that small, the risk of anything is you know yeah. higher because they're they're so little. But the mom was on several um, psych meds, I think it was like uh-huh. several, and then I think some other things thrown in there too. And it was like, all right, this might not be a good mix for a brand newborn. Yeah, but you really have to think about like, you know, do the do the risks outweigh the benefits? Well, that's the benefits the outweigh the way. Yeah, risks. you yeah. have to you have to weigh that too, especially if you're struggling with psychiatric issues or something. It might be a situation where you're talking with your doctor, where you're going to decide that that's the best that's the best thing, mm-hmm. and that's why you work with a doctor. Exactly. But we need to have an educated doctor. I had a, a, a woman emailed me one time that she she had um, her she had her head was completely shaved and she had um, she had had like brain surgery and she had clamps all the way across her head from this oh, incision. Oh my god! And she and she breastfed through the whole thing, through the whole situation, and she said that she used. With her doctor, she used the Dr. Hale's book. Mm-hmm. Just And he's the guy who's done, like, all this. He's the guy. like Yeah, he's uh, the medication guy. Yeah, he's, like, knows. He's done all the research and all the whatever about breastfeeding and medication. And um, she worked with her doctor on that with all of the, you know, safe meds and stuff like that, safest meds. And she was able to breastfeed all the way through, like, brain surgery and recovery and all that stuff. It's really pretty amazing, you know, um, how much we don't, like you were saying, like you just like the common sense part of it goes away. And I had a mom last week who was getting like emergency gallbladder surgery. And she, you know, was asking me about what do I do about the breastfeeding? And it's like, as soon as you can hold the baby, you're fine. And, you know, they, even with anesthesia, yep, even with anesthesia, it's fine. Well, that's what somebody said something to me too. She said, she was like, what about the anesthesia? And, and I don't remember who said this, but somebody said, um, well, when you're awake, that means the anesthesia is gone yeah. out of your body. The, I mean, it's like made to put you out. So when you're awake, that means it's not in your system anymore. So you're good to go. You're good to go. And, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That yeah. And we've, I mean, we have mom with C-sections that have been put under yeah. general or that have, that are on, you know, pretty heavy duty payment, morphine Absolutely. or, you yeah. know, Percocet that are breastfeeding these brand newborn babies. So if you're getting, having a surgery, at, you know, however many months in, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, like when I think about just like my normal vaginal hospital birth and the amount of ibuprofen that they had me on was yeah. like 800 milligrams every two hours or something. Yeah. Like, and, and this from the people who are like, no, don't, you know, don't take the, you know, whatever cough medicine while you're breastfeeding yeah. or like, you know, don't know anything about anything else, but they don't see, you know, they realize that it's, it's not, it's not, an unsafe situation. Right. In that case. The, um, the other thing that's cool about the Hale book, which I really like a lot, and I'm pretty sure it says this on the lactamed, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head, is that it gives you like the dosages. So it'll even say, oh, like nice. if you look up a medication, it might say, you know, dosage between 300 to 500 milligrams or whatever. You know, I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Oh yeah. So, that way, when a mom calls me about a med and I say to her, well, what's the dosage? And she says, oh, you know, I'm going to go on a really low dose, like 100. 
Like, you know what? The studies that they've done are for 200 to 300 milligrams and says it's safe. So if you're yeah, taking like you 100... you could even go higher if you're, if you're in pain or something. You right. Know. Or the, you know, so it's like, it's, it gives you a good, a really good um, idea of where you are with things, which is nice. And a lot of times in the Hale book, if it says that it's unsafe, it's really only because it hasn't been studied adequately. Exactly. Not yeah. because it's technically unsafe. Right. It's just that there's no research at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> right. interesting yeah well and so we i posted about this on my facebook page the other day about being sick and we got into a really detailed conversation this woman posted a picture of herself breastfeeding her baby next to a bucket oh (laughs) poor thing actually it was a bowl and uh there was like a long conversation underneath the post about like a, a better um a better container to throw up in you know, oh it was like, God. no, that bowl, that bowl is too shallow. <laughs> you need, you need a deeper bowl, possibly a bucket. And like, everyone was like giving their advice on like the best things to throw up in if, while you're laying next to a breastfeeding baby. Oh my God. It was, funny. It was like, okay, here we've all been there. So what did they all decide was the best? Well, so some people were grossed out by the fact that she was using something that she was, it was like a cooking cookware or something like that's just gonna go um, make dinner for a family right after oh, no. she, and somebody know. was like well just put it in the dishwasher and then i was thinking about how we eat out of the bowl that i had actually placenta in when i had our home birth how and i'm like that's like i mean it's like the i mean i absolutely like in love with this bowl because it's it had his placenta in it so it's special to me so yeah. like whenever i throw some food in it i think it's great but you know people are like what i'm like well it's been washed right <laughs> It's like, not like you just took the placenta out and put your dinner in it. Right. You didn't wipe it with a paper towel. Like, I mean, I, it's been in the dishwasher, soap and everything. Um, yeah. But then other people were like, the bowl's too shallow because if you're, you know, you're not really in a good position, you could miss or it could spill out. But I don't know. You know, I'm like, are you guys like projectile vomiting when you're, because I don't really have that. I don't no. have a lot of sprayage. It's just... <laughs> These are things, I guess, you know, things you have to think about. Well, and also, like, people, I rem- I, thinking about being grossed out by, by vomit, I mean, like, how many times, at least my kids, if they're sick and throwing up in the middle of the night, I'm not getting up to change the sheets. I throw a towel down and we all go back to sleep. Oh, my God, I know. Like, you know, I think when you become a mom, a lot of this stuff, it's like, I'm not, you know, you got to just, you got to take down the gross, you know, the, the grossed out thing down a notch you just you can't have time to be grossed out about everything no you know you can't and it's just kind of like the way it is but you know of course then the more kids you have and the more you're involved in it the more used to it you are and it's you know it just depends some people get really grossed out by certain things and some people don't i am not like with germs i don't i'm not a huge germaphobe like that does not bother me at all and I just did a home visit right before coming home and doing the podcast and the mom just kind of like picked up a pacifier and popped it in the baby's mouth and she goes, it doesn't gross you out that I don't wash it first, does it? I'm like, no, I don't care. (laughs) She's like, some people really, she goes, I don't really worry about the germs and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really worry about that stuff either. But some people are very like, oh my God, every little thing. And I know. Well, you know what? And it's like, there's, I mean, like, I think the science is pretty clear on this, isn't it? Is that that's not the best thing for your baby. I mean. Being exposed to germs and to dirt and to dust and to these things are like protective. It is they protective. They build up your immune system. That's what the whole point is. You know, and I didn't even know this until I had kids, obviously, that the reason, I mean, like your baby is born, right? Most the, the, 
the normal way to be born is like face down, right? Right. <clears throat> and your face passes, the baby's face passes the mom's anus mm-hmm. where there's all of this bacteria. And that's the begin of the immune system building itself up. It's really important. But you can't tell that I'm to people because like, they get grossed out. I know. I was like, oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. And that whole film, Microbirth, like that whole thing was kind of based on that premise, from what I remember of it anyway, that, you know, the babies that they deemed to be sicker throughout their lifetime were C-section babies that didn't have that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, my Jack, my first son was born sunny side up, Aww. so he didn't have that. And, um, and actually with a home birth, I was GBS positive. So and I was with Jack too. So actually they give you in the hospital when you're GBS positive, they give you like rounds of antibiotics. They do. So it was pretty much clearing my system of any, like those bacteria that would be, you know, there to protect him anyway. Mm-hmm. And then with the home birth, the way they do it is like a douche of medical, oh. medical grade soap. And so it all gets washed out too. So both of my kids did miss out on that. Aww. That first, you know, butt scrape. Well, yeah, actually, you know what? Mine did too because I was GBS positive for my first. Mm-hmm. And then the twins were C section. So yeah, mine missed right. out so on they didn't too. have that, yeah. Yeah. So breastfeeding, you see, breastfeeding becomes even more of a protective impo- yeah. thing. And then when you're on antibiotics in for anything, you know, early on like that with the GBS positive or anything like that, that stuff is going to be enough to, you know, screw up your antibodies and all that anyway. So. Yeah. Antibiotics are really, I mean, our culture has really become very dependent and overusing of them. Yeah. Probiotics are a good thing. Yeah. For babies too. When do you when do you recommend probiotics? Because not like right away, right? I mean, you want to have like a gut, just like pure breast milk in their gut, right? Yeah, I usually, I mean, I don't, the only time I ever suggest a probiotic, I don't usually wander around and go, oh, everybody should be on them. But <laughs> um, like if the mom is on antibiotics for something or the mom has thrush mm, and the baby mm-hmm. has thrush, then I usually say, are you want a pro-? you know, is either one of you taking a probiotic? And that's usually enough to kind of spur them on. So it might be a couple of months in. But, yeah. you know, some people say they can start them early, as early as they want. Yeah. So it's Well, so breastfeed when you're sick. Breastfeed when you're sick. It's okay if your baby, you know, your baby, it's good for your baby to be exposed to all that stuff and they will continue to be exposed to. Yes. Don't suffer either. Yeah. That, I always feel bad for mothers. They're like, I don't want to take anything. It'll pass oh, through yeah, my breast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't suffer. Don't, don't let your ear infection, like I did, don't let your ear infection go on for a week. No, do not. To where you become suicidal. No, Ugh. don't do that. Because that's even worse for your baby. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't barely even remember the end of the week. That's terrible. Anyway. Um, and, you know, once you feel better, everybody's better. But if you have any worries, concerns, anything, you can always reach out to us. We'll hook you up. Yes, the badass best reader at gmail.com. Yes. Post it everywhere. Just send us an email and we'll answer your question. We will, for sure. And Quickly, we love to too. Hear from you. So if you're sick right now and you have a question, just email. I'll get it. Yeah. I'll get it. Just get it right now. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll totally hook you up. But we are glad to be back. We had that little holiday hiatus. So thank you for listening and talking to us about sickness. And for Abby, <laughs> sick, but. Uh, 
step it in while she's not feeling good. <laughs> and um, we will be talking at you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.